Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Oh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Talk Live. Everyone, my name is Jeff Deverter, and I'm the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Welcome to Tuesday. We made it through Monday. That could be a hard, hard day. Hey, folks, uh, love for you to be a part of this conversation, and we start that by you telling me who you are and where you are. Uh, guys, I have a great guest today, Michelle Peterson. You're going to love getting to know her. Um, but if you want to get a hold of us, maybe you have some feedback for us. Maybe you want to, uh, hey, Daniel, cover things up real quick. Uh, some feedback. If you have a show idea, maybe you want to be a guest. I don't know. You could ask. Uh, send us an email over at solve at rackspace.com and be happy to, uh, to get back with you. So that is a way you can get a hold of not just me, but the whole production team. You could even talk to producer Daniel or Megan, who makes all the things happen. All right, everyone, uh, this is episode 101. Can you believe it? Yesterday we had our 100th episode, which is so exciting. Uh, But you can get the audio from all of these from the Cloud Talk podcast feed. Uh, That can be found anywhere podcasts are found. So Cloud Talk, go subscribe, give us great reviews. Love for that. Hey, don't forget to introduce yourself, people. I don't see much going on over there. Uh, Also... Everyone, uh, reminder, Shields Up, uh, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has the alert for Shields Up. If you did not watch episode 101, I have some amazing security experts on. Somebody from IKEA, we have somebody on from Rackspace, we have somebody on from Bishop Fox, leaders in cybersecurity, and you can get all the information you need over there. Now, um, with that, I guess we move on to this week in cloud. I thought I had something else for you there, but it's done, gone and disappeared. All right. Well, let's talk about how the cloud is making news today. The first, and these two articles are going to be very cyber related. I thought this was super interesting, is that uh, there's an article from Wired Magazine. Hey, Sean, glad you're here. There's an article from uh, Wired Magazine about the team that goes and tries to Uh, to break into Intel's own chips. Hey, Paul, glad you're here. And so it's a really interesting article. They go in and talk about, you know, they they call it the naughty uh, uh, housemaker or house uh, maid or whatever it is, uh, where if you walk away from your computer and you leave that computer unlocked, that it makes an opportunity for somebody to break in and hard to really even monitor and manage. Hey, Luis, glad you were here. But Intel is spending a lot of time interrogating their chips, trying to break into their chips and uh, and ultimately be able to make them safer. So really great article from Intel. Love for you to go check that out. Also, this is a cool article. I referred to it in yesterday's uh, live event where we talked about all things cybersecurity as it relates to Shields Up. Hey, LinkedIn from Louisville. Glad you're here. Rodrigo, happy International Women's Day. That is exactly right. About to cover that here shortly. 
but, uh, but this is a super interesting article because it details the role that Microsoft is playing in the war. I mean, literally, as soon as tanks started rolling into Ukraine, uh, Microsoft and their global security sensors around the world started to see new malware, had immediately uh, almost deconstructed what it was, figured out what it was trying to do, figured out its signatures and its patterns, made that known to, uh, to the U.S. government, who very quickly then handed them off to other European countries so that they could do the same thing and watch for that malware should it spread outside of Ukraine, which Russian uh, cyber attacks have often done. Think not Petya as one of those examples. And it parallels, this article parallels the, uh, the comparison between uh, what Ford Motor Company did in World War II in converting their automobile lines from, from cars to tanks to now what the cyber and uh, the tech companies today are doing uh, to help uh, keep the world safe. So that's, that's really an interesting article. Hey, we got so many folks here talking about, <laughs> Jackie's here. Welcome, Jackie, uh, about National Women's uh, uh, Day. Now, folks, that is uh, really impactful for us here. In fact, if, you know, let me turn this off for just one second. If we think about it here for just a second, what that actually represents for us is uh, is why we're focusing on women in tech all month long. See, we had this nifty idea on the production team to... Um, to talk about, yeah, thanks so much, Daniel, to talk about on the first Tuesday of every month, we turned it into Women in Tech Tuesday. Sounded clever. I love a little alliteration and some rhyming. And then Megan said, hey, Jeff, you know, in, in March, it's na- it's there's National Women's Day. Maybe we could do something for that. So we decided as a team that we would turn every one of these episodes in March into focusing on the great contributions that women are making in technology because we need more of them. And, uh, and so that's really our focus. That's why you've seen so many brilliant ladies on this episode or on this program uh, so far in March. And while you'll continue to see more, you can see down below, look at some of these great folks next. Uh, we got Michelle Peterson who's up next, uh, here in just a few minutes. And then followed by Becky Trevino is going to be uh, here on Thursday. She is an, uh, a previous racker now doing some great stuff over at snow software. Holly Wyndham will be here. Just some great people. Um, still coming up later this month. And of course, we will continue to uh, talk about the contributions women are making every Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month um, going forward. So we'll give that to look forward to. All right, let's uh, let's jump into now uh, some of those updates from the cloud providers. That is the wrong button to push. Uh, that's the right button to push right there. All right. Uh, hey, Surya, glad that you are here. JP, glad you are here. And somebody from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Got to pause for a second. I was born in New York, Pennsylvania, not far from Lancaster in Lancaster County. So that's cool. All right. Here's what's going on from the cloud providers. AWS. Here's what's new from AWS. They are announcing what's called Amplify iOS Library Developer Preview. Just developers, check it out. Not ready for prime time. Uh, It has been rewritten entirely in Swift. Of course, the iOS programming platform no longer do uh, iOS developers doing stuff inside of AWS need to recompile, redo all the stuff. Nope, they can do it all directly inside of Swift, which is great for them. Makes uh, takes uh, a step out of the process. Now, over in Azure, we have. um, Hey, Todd, glad you're here this morning. Uh, Over in Azure, Azure IoT Central is now generally available in South Central US as well as 
uh, Canada Central, more and more. Guys, IoT, I am so excited about what's happening in IoT. You know, it's one of those technologies that when we first started to hear about it, didn't make a lot of sense. You know, is it the thing on my wrist? Yes. Is it the sensor in my smart home? Yes. How do I tie that together into a business solution? Well, now we're really starting to see that come to fruition where the cloud itself is uh, is spreading out. You know, we no longer have to go to just an AWS Azure or Google data center. Those data centers are, are um, coming out into our own data centers, into your data centers in the form of Azure Stack, in the form of Anthos or, or um, AWS Outposts, and even farther out to the edge. And then the tippy edge, we see the, uh, the IoT. So being able to manage all of that at Azure uh, in new regions is fantastic. Now over in Google Cloud, you can now enable and use uh, the, the reCAPTCHA enterprise on Google Cloud without enabling it, uh, uh, billing for your Google Cloud projects. So this gives you greater flexibility and of course, security, which we all love. All right, with that, it's, uh, you know, if you need, uh, want to get to any of these articles or the updates, you can find them over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 101. This is episode 101. And, uh, and so I encourage you to go check those out. Nothing will be sold to you there. It's all thought leadership. Hey guys, you know, it's uh, in our thought leadership. We don't really pitch Rackspace here other than trying to get you to come work for us because I need more friends here. Love for you to come be a part of it. And today it's about a senior product architect uh, inside of our uh, data solutions. And I am going to pull the words over that I want to read to you. Um, so Rackspace Technology, of course, we are a leader in helping uh, customers accelerate the benefits of the cloud. Now, data uh, for the cloud. Now, the data solutions team's mission is to provide end-to-end -end data solutions that help businesses increase speed to innovation, lower their total cost of ownership, and derive value from the cloud faster. So if you are interested in that job, if you are a data person, love for you to head over to, um, hey, look, there's all those words I just read. Head over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 101. Not only all the articles, but also a link to learn more about that job, maybe even apply for it. I'd love for you to do that. Adrian, I'm glad you're here this morning. Hey guys, oh look, I forgot to update this episode. It's really 101. Yesterday was 100. But you can find the audio for all of these over in our Cloud Talk podcast stream, anywhere that podcasts are found. All right, with that, everyone, I am so excited to be able to bring up in a Michelle Peterson. Ooh, let me leave this on because I have a, oh crud. I pushed too many buttons too quickly. Here we go. Come on, come back to me, Michelle. Where did you go? I know your picture's here. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, never mind. I'll start trying to push fancy buttons and just say, everyone, welcome, Michelle, to the program. Michelle, I'm so glad you're here. Glad to be here. Now, we were talking before uh, we went live on the program, and I said, you know, now, Michelle, you, you are um, chief of staff uh, and, and lead, really, the office of the CEO, and, I, and our CEO here at Rackspace is Kevin Jones. And I said, I said, Michelle, what did, I'm, I'm thankful that Kevin kind of, you know, let you out of all the meetings and all the things to come here. And your response was? Oh, I kind of forgot to tell him. Call. <laughs> uh, Michelle, that's awesome. I love it. Well, you know, you are given a lot of great freedom in uh, to to do the things that you do and make an impact. So I'm glad that you chose to you chose us over Kevin for at least a half an hour this morning. That's right. And you have got a lot of great friends who are showing up here to see you. It looks like uh, uh, the the 
We might even be going out to the uh, live from the EMEA Rookie O Room, which is really exciting. We have Adrian Chenault, a great uh, ex-racker and doing some great stuff in the startup world. Adrian, mm-hmm. uh, please put a link to that awesome product that you have in the uh, in the chat so everyone can go check it out. We have a new racker, Ashley. She's been showing up a lot lately, which is great. Casey mm-hmm. is here as well. You mm-hmm. have brought your fan club to support you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I saw um, a legacy racker join, um, if anybody remembers Mary Stitch. Oh, I missed Mary in there. That's all. Love and also Mary. my neighbor. She lives one street over. Lucky you. So, Lucky you. And Rodrigo is here. Uh, we've got everyone. So, so you know, you didn't come out of school and head straight to uh, running the um, uh, running the office of the CEO, uh, did you? What was what was first of all? What was what did you go to school for? What what was your? Did you wake up and you know as uh, going through high school thinking you know tech it's where I want to be. Uh, and making sure that everybody follows up on their commitments uh, to to mm. Kevin Jones. That's what I want to do. What was what was your mm. original thought mm. when you went off into school? I actually started um, at Southwest Texas State as a um, science major. I was going to be a pharmacist, so pre med. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long did I that last? Out. I out. <laughs> I love that honesty. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, year one, I ended up on academic probation. And in the counselor's office where they said, you're really amazing at calculus. I'm like, yeah. And you'll love this correl- correlation. They said, you're amazing at calculus. You should be an accountant. Oh, <laughs> calculus and accountant. That's a stretch. Okay. Okay. So accountant oh, it was. Mm-hmm. And four years later, I came out with an accounting degree. Um, I then sat for the CPA exam three times. Uh-huh. Um, and in my mind, three times you're out. So yeah. we um, so went for a that. master's. Well, let's go get a master's in accounting. What an, what an amazing that, idea. That'll, that'll solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took uh, about 10 years for me to realize that accounting was probably the most boring profession on earth. Sorry, all yeah. my fellow accountants, but it is very repetitive. Yeah. Um, right. Close the books. Look at the exact same journal entries next month. Close the books again. Um, just didn't drive me to work every day. So I did a complete career change and went into the other side of it, which is the finance side. Okay. So I spent the next 20 years in corporate FP&A, sitting right next to the CEO and CFO, trying to solve world problems financially. Yeah. Um, And then that company went from public to private and we needed somebody to lead transformation. And we transformed that company for four years. And then a phone call came from Rackspace that said we were going through a transformation and we need somebody to come lead it. And hence I just jumped into tech. And here you came. So, so you were, you were drawn into tech for the passion of the transformation. It sounds like. Correct. Correct. Right. So was there some, some concerns about making that move over to, over to tech or, or did you just see it as another industry with another problem that you got to go solve? Yes. The latter. I never even thought twice. The phone call came in and I, I, August, September-ish was the phone call. Yeah. They asked me to join on Halloween Day, which sounded like a horrible idea. Yeah, that sounds like a, a prank, actually. Yes. So all I could think of was meeting all these great new rackers with all their costumes on, and the next day they're going to be offended that I don't know who they are. <laughs> you didn't. Yesterday you were a witch. Today I don't know who you are, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, we chose November 7th. So November 7th, five years ago, I joined Rackspace. Never thought. Very good. Thought five that. years ago. That's So you've got your flag now? I do have a flag. We're coming up on five years. No, no. I got my flag last year. Going on six this year. Oh, wonderful. 
Wonderful. So, so, so now let's let's weave the the connect the dots from um, from helping you know in what you were doing there and our operations side and that transformation stuff to 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 working with uh, the CEO on a on a moment by moment basis, <laughs> except for right now, of course. <laughs> I um, you know if we've all been rackers understand what I'm going to say. We've all been through the rack space um, job hop, but I started in transformation. Um, I've been here five years, a little bit more. I think yeah. I'm on my eighth boss. Um, and there's three or four decent career changes in between there. So um, transformation right. for about a year and a half. And then as CEOs changed out, right, we switched players in the chairs. And I yeah. went to lead um, the supply chain organization. Got it. So Got it. Um, did that for about a year and a half. And then um, a couple new leaders changed out. And uh, Sobroto came and asked me if I would, COO at the time, asked me if I'd be interested in um, a role. And he yeah. couldn't really tell me what the title was. Hmm. Um, and I won't say his exact words. I'll say a paraphrase. But, Michelle, you're really good at getting stuff done. And I'm really good about at thinking about things. Yeah. So I need a doer. Okay. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And then I think Kevin said I want that doer um, yeah. to join. Thanks for team. grooming him, Sobroto, but I'm taking exactly. your A player. Exactly right. <laughs> nice. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is as I've talked to different individuals around Rackspace, especially when we had Jackie Campbell on earlier, she goes, mm -hmm. you know, one of the people who really has made an impact in my career is Michelle Peterson. And so, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about through your career, and it doesn't have to just be here at Rackspace, of course, but, you know, how you have approached you know, coaching, mentoring, you know, we talked before how some of the relationships have really been that mentor mentee designated, but sometimes mm -hmm. as you look back, you see it, but really you're just kind of playing that, that coach, that advisor, that, that person mm -hmm. who answers the email or takes a meeting just to help somebody along through a challenge. How mm -hmm. did, when did you first realize that, you know, this is something that I enjoy doing and helping others advance in their career and just be successful? I've always enjoyed helping others be successful. Um, there's nothing more um, satisfactory than giving some, giving that oh, that leg up to the next person, whoever right. it is, um, and watching them grow and knowing that there was some little bit of connection to that person through your career and their career that helped them get where they are. That, that makes my day. Um, I shared with you I'm a natural introvert. Yep. So like being a mentor or is not something I raise my hand to do. Yeah. Um, but I've had some amazing people along the journey come and ask me, will you be my mentor? Um, and what I've learned from those relationships is, is that I also learn in those conversations. Yeah. It's not just Jackie and she'll tell you this. It's not just Jackie asking questions. It's me having to think about, wow, how did I handle that right. in the, in, in my stage of Jackie's career. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it brings back one, a lot of great memories. And it also just helps you weave the, the connectivity to who I am today, which right. sometimes we just don't even sit down and think about. Yeah. We get so busy in the moment that we don't mm -hmm. think about when, how did we get here and what are all those experiences, mm -hmm. the good and the bad that that help form, you know, the person that we are and that our, our leaders see value in and, you know, keep giving us a paycheck and inviting us in, in every day to be a part of the, um, to be a part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, so what was one of those, you know, if you could think back to one of those conversations, be it Jackie or anyone else that, uh, that, that really caused you to go back and, and look at a moment in your career and go, you know, you know, if, if I could, if I could go back and redo that, you know, maybe I'd do it differently or what, what was some of those, those moments? <laughs> you know, again, we don't have to, you don't have to air everything that didn't go well. But. <laughs> um, so I we won't use names. The individual that I'm yeah. talking about, you'll know. Um, but um, I had somebody ask, um, "How do you handle a having to be a, a firm leader?" Right? Yeah. You, you, you know, kill them with kindness is a lot of leaders' approach. Yeah. But then there's a couple of times where you might have to step outside that box. And as women, we get coined a lot of different names right but how do you make sure you don't become that person mm. but you still become a firm leader yeah. um and it's a fine balance but um it made me think um when i stretched that muscle it was probably the wrong way right an over tilt um right. there was more probably potty mouth than needed to show up yeah. um and if i could go erase all of that i would love to erase it yeah. but it is there and um it helped me then talk to that individual about right there's you, you balance it you stretch slightly outside of that comfort zone yeah. versus going full force like i did um and then it will become natural over time and it won't feel so uncomfortable but you certainly don't want to over tilt and become coined um yeah. whatever yeah too far yeah. and, and yeah. balance in all things now now one of the things that that uh, that we were talking about earlier, as well as as we look at at um, International Women's Day, and folks, the the hashtag for that is breaking the biases. And and I've got a great example in in Michelle here because as we've talked about you know, names, we mentioned Jackie. There's some others. You know, you are sought out as a uh, as as somebody to get advice from, not just from women, but from men. And that I love because of the fact that. That we're you know we're not looking at this through a lens of oh you, you know we have to be you know, strictly one working with one gender or another but going to the person who has the best advice who's been there and sort of done that mm -hmm. done it well done it not well but has learned from it and you're one of those people and and I love that uh, about you so I'm going to actually kind of put the audience on notice here you have a question for Michelle in your career maybe put it out there <laughs> we'll see if we can get her to answer it. Um, but you know, you mentioned that one of the things you like about that that mentor mentee relationship is being able just at, at, at its heart to help and to see someone succeed. What's the scariest part of it? Um, you know, a lot of people in rack space don't know that aggressive. There's a whole other career there, right? If yeah. any of my former KCI colleagues are on, they will know a different Michelle Peterson. Mm. Um, and having that ability to open up and say, look, X, I did far worse than you have ever done. Um, <laughs> and my career has still been successful, right? Yeah. Um, so having that ability to actually crack the shell and say, I am not the person you see today, 15 years ago, um, that is a very different person, um, is, is humbling. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. how do you teach? So with that, how do you teach? How do you, how do you, obviously you, you can, um, you can model it, but how do you, how do you teach these younger folks coming up humility and, and being mm -hmm. humble and be in transparency? Because, you know, that 
As I see leaders is one of the things that is the most magnetic about them is when they model that. But how outside of modeling, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you teach, teach that? I don't know how you teach it. That's a great know. question. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anybody know how to right, do it? You can comment below. If, if, right, if we all knew how to do it, then there would be so many humble people. And we know that all people are not that way. Yeah. Um, Everything is different. And that's the other thing, right? We're all so unique. It, it takes all of us to make the world go round. Um, if we were all extremely humble, I, I don't know who would be. Who Not. Would. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> True. Right? Hey, right? So Stephen L. really has a question for us. He's put it in three times unless we have an issue with the tech. He says, what's your advice for staying authentic in a senior leadership role? He did put it in three times. Well, that is really like. He really, he wanted to say the title on that one. He wants an answer. Woo. Oh goodness, Steve. Um, you you know you have to you have to check yourself. I um I always find a what I call a whoopee. Um, I have a couple of whoobies at Rackspace. Um, Casey's on. She knows she's a whoopee. Um, a couple male whoobies. Um, I just like to go back to them occasionally and just like yeah. check in. Like, do, I didn't over tilt. I didn't I didn't do anything. Right. What are you hearing? Like, what's the word? I try to make sure that what what I believe I'm being is what yeah. other people are seeing I am. Um, and just do a check-in occasionally with somebody that's really close to you that doesn't have a career progression that they're trying to solve, right? There's no reason for them to tell you the sweet talk. There's nothing more than a relationship, a, a buddy friendship relationship there, and they will yeah. talk honestly to you. That's great. Somebody who can speak in, speak a little mm -hmm. honesty into your life and you can mm -hmm. receive it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Adrian, yes. is always going to be absolutely, honey, right? They're always going to give you the, yeah, yeah, you're the rock star. And that's not what I want. Yeah. I want. No, no, no. We, we need a little brutal honesty sometimes. <laughs> hey, Adrian asked the question, what was most helpful in transitioning from a finance role to an operator role? That's a great question. Um, and I thought about it a lot. So I spent most of my career rolling up and, if you're in finance in a corporate America, rolling up budgets and forecasts. Mm -hmm. And while that sounds tedious, it's actually a process, right? X has to go mm -hmm. in before Y can come out. And whatever those are, you have to know what merit increase is going to be assumed. You have to know what the tax rate is going to be assumed. You have to know how many headcount we have in our base data, right? So you start this building process. Um, yeah. And I've looked at every job since then, and it's all some element of a process, um, mm. supply chain. Definitely a process, right? The request Certainly. comes in, got to find the supplier, got to do these checks. And so as long as I thought about the ability to project manage a process, I could correlate almost every job I've had to a project management type role. Got it. So it, it all comes back to that. Um, I really want to call out Mary, Mary Stitch's comment. It's so nice. And uh, Mary was such a, a great racker over the years. She says, love your candor, Michelle, in the use of the word firm. Good point. There's a lot of balance as a leader, uh, balance as a leader, a mentor, and a contributor. And we all really want to uh, be effective and authentic. And so that's uh, great advice. Great comment from um from Mary. So Mary, thanks so much for participating here this morning. Uh, everyone, just like yesterday, I'm having an internet problems today. So if I go away, Michelle, that's all your show. It's all mine. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, hey, uh, Alice, Alicia Ford, uh, uh, who works inside of our government team here mm-hmm. at Rackspace, asked the question, mm-hmm. how do you find ways to add value to your, uh, to your organization in whatever role you're in? I um, actually go to my customers. So the very first thing I do in every mm-hmm. single role is what needs to be improved in this area? What would you do? What would you like to see change? What drives you nuts? Um, I can remember um, Jim Hawkins was a big customer of supply chain. And I sat down and had coffee. And about 45 minutes later, I had a laundry list of everything that drove him nuts about supply chain. But that's exactly what I wanted, right? Because I knew that if I could start ticking those things off, not only would his experience be better, but everybody's experience would be better. So he was, right, a hardcore judge. So perfect. Um, and that's what I try and do in every role is what, what could be different. And even in the chief of staff role, I've had many of my peers, right? If we could fix X, Y, and Z, it would be so much better. And I try and fix X, Y, and Z. It's not always possible, but um, I don't give up. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a great answer. Uh, I love the fact thinking about, you know, what drives you nuts, go to, go to the customer, figure out what they need and then mm-hmm. make the changes from there. So I'll ask mm-hmm. one last question. So when you, when, when your customer became Kevin, our CEO, <laughs> what were, you know where I'm going. What did your going. customer say needed? <laughs> what did your, what did your customer Kevin say? He was real, drove him nuts. And how did you work to, to change that? Um, so Kevin really, really likes to be organized and he was frustrated that everything seemed to be last minute. So he wanted some type of structure. Now I have to laugh because Kevin also likes to change his mind at the last minute. So um, I, there's a bit of a comedy in, in all of that, but that was his main um, frustration point was everything seems to be at the very last minute. And um, I actually, in this role, didn't see Kevin as my customer. In this role, I saw the ELT and the Rackers as my customers. So when I think about what um, we would like to change, right, we would like to get right, very efficient and effective meetings um, and more time back on our calendars to get strategic thinking and um, work done. And I think about that every day. Um, not that I've necessarily made a ton of progress on that, but we've made a little bit of inroads. Um, and we'll continue to develop that. Did I lose you, Jeff? Okay, so I guess um, we've lost Jeff, and it is effectively my show. Um, I can't thank any of y'all enough for coming. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope Jeff invites me back sometime soon and um, get to chat with everybody again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at CloudTalk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.